What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here on What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm going to have to give you a whole Sherm. Got my other co-host and partner in crime, Old Bed. What's going on with you, man? Coming in hot. How you doing, brother? Chilling, man. You know, uh, ready to get this weekend, on this Labor Day weekend going. Um, uh, very proud to be, you know, an American citizen here. You know, the land of the free, home of the brave. Obviously, right. the shout out to all, salute to all our veterans out there and anyone else, you know, celebrating this Labor Day weekend. You know, uh, definitely an important holiday. But uh, yeah, ready to enjoy it for sure, right? Appreciate the sacrifices of the week ahead and enjoy it. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, let's get into it, dude. Uh, we've got a couple of things to go over. Uh, before we get into our usual NFL talk and continue our divisional breakdown, um, I'm going to talk some college football here in a minute. But quickly, uh, the NBA, there was some uh, breaking news today in the NBA. Um, jazz shooting guard Donovan Mitchell was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers just today, uh, or excuse me, or even yesterday, excuse me. Uh, now, they gave up quite a handful for him. They gave up a couple players in Lori Markkinen, guard Colin, uh, Colin Sexton, and Another player with a bunch of draft picks. Now he's going over to Cleveland. This is a Cleveland team who kind of made a little bit of noise last year um, in the in the league, uh, winning finishing third in their division. And I think won about what forty four games. I think it was not if I'm not mistaken last season. But uh, I mean, I'm not really sure how much better this really makes Cleveland because Cleveland is not that sexy of the destination, just one in general. And two, ever since LeBron left, okay, Cleveland's right. not that city where players, you know, when LeBron was there, Kevin Love, he wanted to go there because he wanted to play with LeBron. You know what I mean? Like players right. were flocking to Cleveland because LeBron was there. Now, and of course now, New York Knicks fans are up in a, are in an uproar right now because they didn't get, they were trying to, they wanted him to be in, in the garden so, so bad. They're trying to get free agents. It's kind of just shows you that really the Knicks, New York Knicks just can't have nice things. That's all it really shows me. (laughs) You know, Um, what's your thoughts really on the trade and really how much really better does it make Cleveland? I can't believe that the Knicks walked away from it, even though I don't really think much of, uh, of, you know, Donovan Mitchell. He's a great player, great athlete. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm like, I don't know where people would rank him as far as the top shooting guards in the league. I think you got to put him in the top five, right? So Maybe that justifies. I mean, top ten uh, at least, I would say for sure. He's an. I think he's an up a, a stud in this league for sure. Like a, yeah. you know, I almost like a, you know, Jason Tatum was up and coming, and and he's right. and he right. Jason Tatum oh, has arrived. Guys. Jason right. Tatum, I feel like Jason right. Tatum has arrived. Has arrived. Right. and Mitchell's like right there. Yeah, and you know, and for me, it's like he's doing it in not a major market, right? So mm-hmm. like, it, like Darren Williams before him going out there to Utah and making things happen. It, you you got to take a little extra pat on the back there because they're not being seen uh, mm-hmm. by the East Coast. Um, and but then you know, for me, it's just okay. It's it provides Cleveland with another another young player to add to uh you know their growing roster of young guys. Again, I don't know how much better this makes a twenty two win roster. Um, but, and, you know, Utah gets a bunch of chip picks, you know, so they can turn that into whatever they think they're going to be able to turn that into since they haven't really been, uh, doing much since Sloan was a coach there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think, I just think it's a lot. I think the, I, I don't really understand what, what value is in the NBA when, you know, a player like Donovan Mitchell can come from Utah and go to Cleveland. Obviously, you at most sports, you go to a bad place, you get a bunch of money or a bunch of picks. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, it's a four-year sign-and-trade deal. They're getting uh, Lori Markkinen, Ochai Agbaji, 
uh, Colin Sexton, three unprotected first round picks mm. in over the next two, uh, every other year. So 2025, 2027, 2029, mm. and two pick swaps in 2026, 2028. We won't know what those are going to end up being. Yeah. That is a buttload. <clears throat> it is. It, you it is, you know what I mean? But look what you, I think you said it offline. Look what they, look what the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert, you know? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it seems like Kings they're there. That was four yeah. firsts or something like that? Yeah, I think it was. Three, at least three or four first round picks. The Jazz are stockpiling picks right now. They're trying to re, basically, they're kind of, I guess, almost like rebuild mode and waiting for the future now. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's fine. It's great if you can draft these elite players because, there aren't many free agents who are just going to willingly go to Utah, just almost like right. Cleveland. And so, you know, that's not right. a big market, a high, highly uh, coveted destination. Whereas right. like you can go to New York or even Br- Brooklyn more specifically right. <laughs> um, or uh, Miami or, you know, or Los Angeles, things like right. that, you know, and easily go play for the Clippers. You're still in LA. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You still have yeah. a, have a, have a squad there too, and a team that's even getting a new arena, a brand new arena right. out there as well too. Right. Um, but <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, man. I'm I'm just not sure how how far Cleveland goes. Um, I mean, they do got some good young players, Darius Garland. You know, ain't even in, you know are out there as well too. Jared right. Allen. They, right. I mean, they'll make the playoffs because it's the Eastern Conference, but I don't expect them really to do anything, and I don't see them signing any their high profile agent hey maybe donovan mitchell can be one of the maybe uh, he's a great recruiter you know spokesperson spokesperson on behalf of you know another bonehead organization yeah exactly so yeah i mean we'll, we'll see how it goes but uh yeah i mean like i said just going off of quickly how the knicks just missed out on another player missed out on katie and Kyrie a couple of years back now they're missing out on donovan mitchell again sorry new york knicks fans um you have to blame it on ownership hashtag make Dolan sell that's all that's all I'm going to say about that let's keep it rolling okay let's get into some college football um just earlier today the announcement has finally come something that I have been saying for quite some time now that the NCAA has officially decided to expand the college football playoff to 12 teams the college football playoffs board of managers unanimously voted today to expand that uh, uh team from four to 12 teams if it's starting in at least 2026, they're trying to even do it as soon, do it as soon as 2024, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I am ecstatic about this. I've been saying this for years now, ever since the pretty much the college football playoff came out was only just 14 because mm-hmm. the idea of this was to make it fair for everyone. Right. But having only four teams doesn't really make, because you had the two top two going to national championship, right? Then you right. just added two more. You just added the two next best teams. Yeah. It still really doesn't, it never really made it fair. Because teams in these non-Power 5 conferences, in the Mid-American Conference, in the American Conference, in the Mountain West Conference, they're not getting in the top four. Quite frankly, I don't even know if they'll get in the top 12 here. So to me, I'm not sure how they're they're, they're, – I know there's a lot of logistics they need to iron out before we kind of get into everything here when when this comes about. But to me, you've got 10 major conferences, and you you have your independents. I have this 12 – have your division winner in there from each each division. Right. That's 10 right there. And then you have two right. at-large bids. Because right. I can tell you right now, if ball state goes undefeated every year, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna be they work shortly ain't gonna be in the top four. They mm-hmm. probably they might even be in the top 12. You right. have to make it fair. I'm not saying they're elite teams like or like a or like a um 
uh, uh, SMU, you know, from the American Conference or um, Colorado State from the Mountain West. I'm not saying there are elite organizations, elite schools to be in that. I'm just saying give them a fair shot. Upsets can happen. Upsets can happen all the time. You know what I mean? So you never know. You know, I mean, granted, probably your champion will still be amongst your Alabamas, your Georgias, your Floridas, your Ohio States eventually. But at least give other teams a shot. Maybe they make some noise. Maybe there's an early upset. You, you right. just never know. What What is Maybe your take on the on the exp- on the expansion here? Um, I agree with you. You know, I, I think it's good to have some uh, more so new blood, fresh blood, right? Like at some point, you have to understand that people we live in a live in a six second attention society now, and people don't want it. As I remember growing up as a Pats fan, and people are just like, "Oh, the Patriots in the Super Bowl again! Oh, the Patriots in the postseason again! The AFC Championship game again!" It's like, well. You know, we pride ourselves on talking about hustling, grinding, perfectionism, all this other stuff. And when a team finally does it, it doesn't sell because all the other teams feel left out because all the other fan bases want to be able to cheer on their team in the big game, too. So you try to create parity. Parity just means that teams suck. It doesn't mean the teams are good. You know, uh, <laughs> the NFC is a, is a very good reflection of this. But back in the day where anybody could represent for the NFC, it'd be a different a team coming to present and then eventually lose to the AFC. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's big news. I think opening the door to eight more teams is pretty wild, but yeah, yeah. you know, the model has been working. People are excited. They like it. They feel like you said there isn't fairness. I agree with you. They feel like there is some modicum of fairness. Um, NFL does 14 teams now might as well get to 12 at the college level. Um, right, right, right. But yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I think this is uh it's a step in the right direction, but it needs to yeah, be sure, managed sure. a little better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, I, I get it. Some people are worried something about, you know, getting these student athletes playing more games, you know, um, things like that. But hey, you know, now with the old NIL rules and things like that, they're able to monetize their their position in which they are, which they're in now. I think right. it's okay. But just like I said, it's just a matter of just if you really truly wanted to make it fair, yeah, open it up to more schools to being able to take part and being able to possibly contend for a national championship because you, like I said, you have these schools that literally go in every single year, uh, San Diego State, uh, you know, a coastal Carolina, knowing that even if they win every single game on their schedule, they're probably not going to be in contention for a national championship. So. 100%. What what's the point of even playing the games? You know what I mean? Because it's the illusion of freedom, the illusion of of inclusion, right? We we live with this all the time. It's like three corporations that own everything. So when you think you're buying this specific brand of cereal that you like, it's actually owned by the same company. They're just making you think that you're picking something different, right? Mm. They're getting a cut anyways. Mm. Um, Good analogy. You know, right? I'll be I'll be gosh darned if it isn't a whole bunch of uh alabama boosters and people who see what the numbers look like when alabama hosts or plays in the national championship game versus other teams playing the national championship game that's probably going to be preferential to things that could help us get to that game uh if you want to do the research on this on your own you can google it uh at one point in international rules football international soccer uh there was france as a super team and brazil as a super team yeah and the owners of the World Cup literally set up the brackets to make sure that those two teams met in the final. And the only way you would watch that final is if they made it there. They knew yeah. they would, but they manipulated it, right? People have talked about UEFA Champions League, which is another international rules football and national rules soccer tournament, yeah. and how when they do these 
randomized pot draws, mm -hmm. there's always specific storylines that seem to play out that you would expect, right? Mm -hmm. Like all the times they would make Ronaldo face Messi. You know? Yeah, and it's the idea of you want the two best teams at the end of the at the end of the year playing for Absolutely. the title. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I I I almost I get it. You know, manipulate manipulate it if you will, but it's like you want. At the end of the year, whether you're playing, whether it's in soccer or international international football, you're playing an American football, you're playing basketball, hockey, baseball, you want the two best teams doing it out at the end of the year because one, that's going to bring in more revenue. Right. Two, it's going to bring in more viewership, you know, right. because which, which in hand it brings in more revenue, you know. So that's why I say that, you know. So yeah. I get it. Um, but still, I think it's a great thing for the NCAA to finally, you know, kind of get this done at some point. So, and you mentioned about Alabama, you know, as well, too. Um, like I said, they're probably going to be there every year. They're once again ranked number one in the preseason, um, of course. Um, and they actually, um, Alabama uh, is one of the had the, the biggest preseason college football national title favorites in the past 20 years. Hmm. I think they're starting out the year, according to Caesars, at plus 180. Um, and it, like the next one is Ohio State at only plus 300. And it just goes up from there, you know. So, uh, I mean, they're probably going to get, you know, do they get revenge on Georgia like this year from, you know, that upset, you know, quote unquote upset in the national title game last year. I, I, it, it, you think is you can never count Alabama out because they're Alabama, you know, they're always right. going to be the top, top, you know, on, on the top tier teams. Um, as I mentioned, you know, but just looking at the rankings, I mean, you know, I, like I said, you're always going to have your Bamas, your Georgias, your Clemsons, Notre Dames and things like that up there. Uh, just kind of going off what we were talking about before with the playoff thing, but yeah, mm. I'm I'm wondering, you know, how well Alabama does with you know Nick Saban. I think I think Saban did get an extension. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure. I don't think they're letting him walk anywhere. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, got a great young team, bunch of studs, and and it, the only part of Alabama, my belief in it being an upset mm -hmm. is well, two things. There was outstanding play by the uh, quarterback uh, from Georgia, uh, who gave the most hilarious. Uh, post-game press conference uh the next morning he was just completely wasted um, oh yeah he was like yeah. falling asleep on the good morning right. america he's like yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't go to sleep i don't fall asleep champions don't <laughs> sleep like all right well you go get it um uh but you know losing jameson williams in the game is just nice it's a really hard yeah. thing to overcome you know yeah. what i mean i mean you don't have yeah. a true rookie quarterback or a true freshman quarterback but you've got one who doesn't have a lot of playing time and who stepped in very well uh and played his ass off uh, after mac jones went on to the pros yeah um do they get revenge on georgia absolutely i don't know if there's been a time since i've been watching college football over the last 10 15 years that you don't just say okay it's probably going to be something from the sec and it's mm -hmm. most likely going to be alabama so yeah you know i i've got i gotta slide there and say that they're gonna be able to pull it off right i'm wondering if there's any going to be any sleeper teams in, in the amongst the power five conferences that kind of can make some noise i'm not really sure um, there's a lot of uncertainty kind of going into this, into this season for for some teams. You know, Penn State had a decent outing last night against Purdue. I don't think they're going to make any too much of a noise. It was a kind of actually a kind of terrible performance kind of early on. They kind of came mm -hmm. on, you know, that late run. Um, and, you know, they started, came on strong in the, in the second quarter and then kind of gave up a lead in the third and, you know, came out with that victory last night. Shout out to the Nittany Lions. But, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not really sure if there's any, like, kind of sleeper you know, you always got to um, look out for, you know, your Michigan, your Michigan States, um, right. you know, who knows, maybe Miami can kind of turn things around in that program, but right. I don't think Clemson's what they were used to be. I know they're ranked fourth in the AP poll right now. They're not what they once were, um, right. you know, um, and I don't think Utah is that school either to kind of, you know, I know they're ranked seventh, if I'm not mistaken. I don't yes. think yeah. 
there that one you know it's it's tough to say it's i know it's it's really really early on um some folks are looking at baylor or even pittsburgh actually to kind of be at you know that level pittsburgh won their game against west virginia last night if i'm not mistaken but yeah um as far as any standout you know early schools i don't i think it's going to be the per, per per norm this year yeah i just i think it's a very clear tear break that it's you know those three teams from the sec and then it seems to be like everybody else you know i i haven't really looked at the schedules and know it uh you know some of these teams like Utah, maybe they usually play a pretty decent schedule. So they get a chance to kind of go up. I think they're playing Florida at some point soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe next week. I don't know. Um, which will be a great test for them because I feel like they can bang with a lot of these teams. Plus, you know, we have the realignment coming where we're going to have some Pac-10 teams, Pac-12 teams in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's starting soon. I think that's supposed to go along with yeah, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. You at USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. That's gonna be that's gonna be huge. You know, so yeah. you know, I mean, and you're right. Know. Utah plays Florida actually tomorrow. Opens oh, there you go. There you go. So you know, it, it's it's this is. I don't know. I think it's just status. Sorry, not the three teams in the US, uh, SEC. It's two teams in the SEC and the mm. one team from uh, the Big Ten um, between Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. I think they're the, really the front runners right now. Right. I, I right, don't, right, right. you know, maybe Notre Dame puts together something. They usually have pretty great rosters of players. They put a lot of talent in the NFL of late. Um, yeah, but, and they've got a tough test week one. They're playing at Ohio State, Yeah, you know, right. which so, is going to be rough. Yeah, but but works out in the favor of both of those teams that maybe the schedule makers are like, okay, well, get it out of the way. That's right. the thing. What do you, I'm, I'm, I was actually a good a good. I'm glad you said that, Obed, because my thing is, is it's almost like play your bigger games early on because in case you lose, you can make it up, which right. I kind of don't like about the whole voting thing because you can lose early and then let's say you right. you, you you lose your first game and then you went out and then you, oh. You're great, but you can win every single game and lose your last one, and then you drop dramatically in the poll when it's a, where it's essentially the same exact thing. I I disagree. Yeah. I don't think it's the same exact thing. Five, I think you, you you go eleven and one. You're eleven and one, and you can whether you lose to Notre Dame in the week one or you lose to Notre Dame in, in, the, in the last week, it's the same thing. Sherman, you and I are old enough to know how change works. You also played football, so you understand how a season works. Mm-hmm. Who you are at the beginning of the season is not who you are at the end of the season. The way that you play, right? Well, you, uh, you, I know that you know you can't really like project into the future and say that this right. is how somebody will end up. Uh, we're over here touting Alabama, but mm-hmm. well, I have a feeling that the team that starts out the season and you know loses a few games and then as the season progresses, they just are hammering guys, hammering guys, hammering guys. Yeah. What do we say? They're battle tested. They're ready. If after an entire season we call you a battle testy ready team and you go out here and get your doors blown off. That's a problem. You go out here and you don't pull it off in the last few minutes. And you always used to, maybe that's an upset. You go out here and you don't show us, you show us like a Rocky road and you need to like, everything needs to be perfect and click for you to be, maybe have a chance at consideration. You're probably a fugazi, right? So like, what, so, I mean, so what if you're saying, if you dominate the entire year and you just have one bad game, you know, upset because, you know, whatever the case is, somebody's yeah. players are injured and things like right. that. And you just dominate clearly the best team all year. And you yeah. lose that last game yeah. and then you're getting knocked out of the top, top seed, you know, you know, it's, it hey, sucks. It does. And it, 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 that's just life, right? It's going to happen. It's not going to be good for everybody. And, you know, there was you a know. time when Alabama lost late and they went from roll up one to four and still went on to the playoffs, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't penalize them that much. It was just like, no, we know you guys are quality. We watched that game. You true, guys fought true. tough. 
you true, lost true. on the last second, last play stuff, and they didn't they didn't pull them out. Yeah. They were like, no, they deserve to go to the playoffs. Right, they just right, don't right. deserve to be one. You know, gotcha. so I think oh. I think we're all more realistic about these things, but I think there's a difference between uh, losing early versus losing late. Okay, all right, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's get into the NFL a little bit. Um, quickly before we get into our divisional breakdown, kind of a couple of topics. One was the top 100 players were voted amongst uh, the uh, players themselves, mm-hmm. and your boy TB12 coming in at number one once again. Uh, what was it for the third time since the I think third, third time in his or career, fourth, I believe, fourth time. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm, I know you're gonna say, "Yep, you 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 agree with that." Absolutely. Any else, maybe within the top five, top ten, or you just want to talk about your boy Tom Brady? Um, I mean, so really, it's it's that you know this being Tom's second season after leaving the Patriots, in which the first season afterwards, I I you know had to grow up listening to people call him a system quarterback, dink and dunk quarterback. Finishes the year with some of the most 20-yard passes downfield. Finishes the year with one of the top uh, yards per attempt average, right? Which is like how far, and that's just the average, right? So you got to throw a lot of long balls to end up with a number that's a lot higher than everybody else's, right? Um, you know, command of the, of an offense that he wasn't in, and usually from what we've seen in other quarterbacks who've gone on to other places, uh, like Peyton Manning, they usually have a decent to good season the first year after, and then the second year, lights out everything clicks they finally understand an understanding of everything they want to do they feel comfortable uh so you know you would expect him to play better and this is you know constant professional tom brady all the while doing this at the age of 43 right like you know he's how many five he's he? 45 now so he did it at 43 oh, oh, yeah, and then turned yeah, sorry, 44 sorry. Yeah. and then okay, played 44 yeah. a season and yeah. you know his birthday is august 3rd don't ask me why i know that um <laughs> oh that, we know why you, you know <laughs> uh you know and i, I mean i i i think yeah like literally you know somebody that people was left out for dead and he's helped turn an organization around this this the buccaneers weren't world beaters with Jameis winston he shows up brings as two players join with him and now it's a squad you know what kind of lebron stuff is that um i think it's a very i think the list is great right because uh, you know you look at any team you're saying your difference makers are the guy who can get a bunch of touchdown passes and then the guy who stops people from scoring Right. So I definitely don't disagree with Aaron Donald being number two. My, my only gripe, my only gripe on this list is that I do not believe TJ Watt is a top 10 player in the NFL. Really? I think he's running defensive player of the year. I think that who's based on whose metrics dog he's, he gets to do all the honey hole work. He gets to do all the honey hole work. He doesn't do the dirty work. He gets to be the edge rusher. He gets to just go scream off while his He was teammates, the defensive player of the year last year. He's, that's because somebody voted him based off of all the sacks. Who's creating those sacks for him? Who's taking up two, three guys, eating up bodies in the middle so that this guy can fly off the edge, right? Get one-on-ones. Get a, he's, he's tasked with doing making the plays, and he's making them. Great. But yeah. his work comes from the, the fact that so many other people around him are mm. creating the kind of havoc necessary and giving and, and taking attention away so he can do what he does. Right. Yeah. Like, and he's my, one of my biggest problems is he's not the first one to come out and say it. He needs to be the first one to be like, I, this is a credit to my defensive lineman. This yeah, is a no, credit I, to the guys. You know what I mean? Like, so is that because so any linebacker can't be the top, one of the top defensive players? Is that what you're saying? Because it has to start with the defensive, the defensive line first. I don't, he, so again, because like I, think I, said, that, I mean, gets, you, I mean, you, you can say that, like, look at LT, look at Ray Lewis, two of the best linebackers of all time. You're going to say they weren't great just because, you know, you know, Oh, like, I mean, I think it's pretty evident that Lawrence Taylor was amazing. And so now yeah. you've shown my problem. Why are you comparing TJ Watt 
to no, no, no. LT. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? I'm but not that's, saying I'm but comparing that's, to them. What I'm just saying is because you're saying, oh, he's not good yeah. because he has a he, he's only good he's because not he at has their a, echelon oh, defensive like, line, though. Right? Yeah. I, he's a, he's I don't a stout think, player, T.J. Watt. Is. He's still a stout player, but I don't think he's a top ten player in the league. I would say he's in the maybe top fifteen. I can give you plenty of guys I think who are more disruptive and game changing. Mm. Right when when they are on the field amongst their team, he is gets to play. Listen, you got uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. That's a lot of time that the quarterback's going to hold the ball a little bit more before you get a chance to go get after him. You know what I mean? Right. There are a lot of guys who are doing the work that they do without having, uh, uh, you know, first round safety back there. Much Mm -hmm. of what we know made Ray Lewis look amazing. Ray Lewis did great, fantastic work underneath, especially playing uh, what's it called? Um, Sideline to Mm sideline, right. Where I don't really feel like that's what they ask TJ Watt to do. They ask him to go in and get it. Yeah, and yeah. if you're going to, if your role is to just go in and get it, you're going to end up with the thing that everybody knows is the most sacks, quarterback hits, strips, fumbles, right? Right. And if you start ranking his work off of the fact that he gets to do all the honey hole stuff, you're making a king out of a guy who just, whose job is to just do the honey hole stuff. I think he gets beat nine times out of 10. You're putting him in motion. You're making him go sideline to sideline. Who do, who's doing that dirty work? Like stop rewarding him because other people are doing the dirty work. That's all I'm saying. I just, I just don't see him as a top 10 guy. All right. I mean, yeah, obviously that's your opinion. I mean, um, Aaron Donald being at number two, I can, I mean, I, I would put Aaron Donald at number one just because right. he's just that dude. Especially he, on the defensive side of the ball. His, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can a hundred percent argue that he's the best player in the league. Just, just a dominant, dominant force. Um, A-Rod at three. Okay. Um, and Cooper, a couple, they listed him at four. Honestly, I'd, I'd, I'd probably move Jonathan Taylor down um, and maybe move Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams up a little bit. I would switch places with Cup and Jonathan Taylor with uh, Mahomes and Devontae Adams. Probably Devontae Adams before Mahomes because Mahomes got, got exposed for being unable to work underneath of a cover two at, you know, three years into the league, already mm. paid half a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, overall, a, a still a still a decent list, though. Still a decent right. list overall. Yeah. Um, in other news, the 49ers have actually agreed to keep quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo on the team. They restructured his deal, uh, giving him what well, the deal could be worth up to sixteen million dollars. This is really interesting. Shanahanigans. <laughs> they decided to go with a young QB in Trey Lance, his second year in the league. He played what two games last year, if I'm not mistaken? Maybe two or three. three. Maybe three games, yeah. He played one game the year before in his last year in college. Obviously, that was due to COVID reasons. Right. You know, the season got shut down. So I'll give him that. So you really don't know what this kid can do. Yeah. So to me, this is the unsurety of the 49ers organization about Trey Lance because they now granted, I granted they may not, they tried to maybe try to, you know, shop him out there. He but also, it, it hurt because he was coming off that shoulder. I think it was a shoulder, shoulder surgery. Uh, finger, 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 so, yeah, finger. Yep. Yep. Finger, finger injury. Um, coming off that injury there. Um, so they tried to come up, but then it didn't work. I think they realized, you know what? It might be. I'm sorry. You, you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder injury. Yes. Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo. Yeah. Okay. about Trey Lance's injury. Okay, Jimmy no, Garoppolo's no, no. shoulder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what I thought. But I think the Niners came to the realization that they aren't quite too sure what to make out of Trey Lance. And why not have a starting QB as your backup QB? A guy who took you to the Super Bowl a couple years ago, took you to another NFC championship last year. Mm-hmm. You know, why not have him on your team? And especially if you can restructure his deal and get him at a cheaper, cheaper price. You know, so to me, it's an indictment against Trey Lance on the organization where they're not quite sure 
of what he can do just yet. Because I guarantee you, if the Niners start off the season 0-4, 0-5, you better believe Jimmy G is coming in. Because yeah. this is a this is a win-now team. Like I said, a team that was in the Super Bowl, another NFC Championship, beat the Packers in Green Bay last year, you know? Yeah. This is yeah. a team that's ready to mm-hmm. win now. And right. they're not going to want to wait and sit – Oh, it's first four. Now you're over on four. Oh, we'll, we'll wait and see. No, this is not a rebuilding team. This is not the Jacksonville Jaguars. This right. is not the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? Right. You know, they're ready to win now. So what what is your thoughts on, and does it make sense? And do you think they really trust in Trey Lance's abilities? Uh, I think it makes sense. I do not think they trust in Trey Lance's abilities. Again, uh, there's a number floating out there because I follow this very much for fantasy uh, fantasy football. Sure. Um, that Jimmy, that Trey Lance has only thrown like 382 passes, you know, in the last like year, you know, and and some yeah. of these guys are throwing, or excuse me, over the last like three or four years, and some of these guys are throwing 700 passes in a year you know what i mean to to end up having 500 completions right so it's like you know he's raw he's really really raw he's he's green excuse me he's green as hell man yeah right you know i I mean and for me i i find it i it's i knew this was going to happen i knew based on what i know about shana hannigan's he's done this with multiple players that he's drafted who just he just released trey sermon recently who he drafted in the third round last year Mm. right yeah, he's terrible at at selecting these players and he should have taken Mac Jones, right? I don't know the the allure of getting a running quarterback with yeah, a so-so arm and they, even working they with trade it. up to get Trey Lance too, right? They even traded up to get Trey Lance as well. And so, you know, it says a lot of you look at the schedule and it's like, if Trey comes out here and plays the schedule, is, is Trey going to win 10 games? You're not winning the division. The division is going to go to the Rams. But by mm. God, if you mm. want to have a chance to go on to the playoffs in the NFC, what in the in the NFC, you're gonna need you're gonna we need it's gonna be talking about ten wins at no at a minimum to know that your spot is secured. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I just I have concerns if he comes out here and plays poorly at home against the Bucks. If he comes out here and plays poorly against the Rams, comes out here and plays poorly against the Chiefs. You know, uh, this this is a 10 win schedule if you play with Garoppolo. And I think I think Shanahan knows this is like, right. I think the schedule kind of is OK. The first two weeks, you've got Chicago and Seattle for the Niners, cupcake, two games cupcake. that you yeah, two games that they should easily win there. So Trey Lance may not have to do anything spectacular right. in those first two games. So, OK, let's say he goes two and oh, then you then you're at Denver in that altitude, which is which is a different place to play going up against Russell Wilson. It's going to be hard um, to breathe. if You're going to be running all of the time. Exactly. Um, and then you've got Los Angeles, the Rams. Now, granted, you're at home in San Fran, but still same same state. Yeah. You know, yeah. you guys or you got the Rams. Then you got another probably easy one against Carolina and Atlanta. You're on the road. You got to travel all the way across the road and deal with jet lag, deal with, you know, mm-hmm. being on a West Coast time. Right. And then, but then you've got Kansas City and then the Rams again. Then you're on your bot and then with the Chargers. So we getting into that week seven-ish, it's gonna it's gonna look real, real tough. And Trey Lance better have it in order because I can tell you right now after that KC game, they lose against KC. They lose a second time against the Rams. They go into that bye. There's going to be real speculation whether or not Trey Lance is going to be the starter after that bye week going against the the Chargers and then Arizona. And, you know, so I can tell you you, what you want to have. Right. I, sorry. Okay, yeah, what you okay, want to have yeah, yeah. is you go into that that bye week and you come into the Chargers game. If you are starting Jimmy Garoppolo, you want that to be a dress rehearsal before you need this uh, division game against the Cardinals. Yeah. 
for sure for sure it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there but again i think it's the fact that they just don't they're they're no no one really knows what trey lance is going to be yet dude we haven't seen him play real football in in years right you know people used to say like i would ask people i was like did you think trey lance is going to be better than uh rg3 and they'd be like of course i'd be like how do you know that because rg3 played in the uh the big 12 i believe with uh, yeah baylor, right? baylor yeah played he in the big won, 12 and won the heisman trophy won the heisman trophy there, there. there was footage of him playing football exactly you, there was now, extensive you knew what you were working with exactly exactly you you were working with right you didn't know that how raw he was right right yeah this guy trey lance has played in three games officially i mean he had preseason from this year in the past two years three if years. they pull him when do they pull him because i can't i can't imagine that they're gonna let him get away with playing poorly against the chiefs but I feel like on the road, if he's not ready to go out there and play road football, he could get pulled in the Panthers game. Mm. Yeah, like I said, so week one, week two, he could win. Three is going to be rough. Four is going to be rough. Yeah, I think after that rant, let's say they get blown out in week four against the Rams and right. he's struggling in week five against Carolina. Right. In a game they should win. Yes, right. and they're yes. losing that game. Jimmy mm-hmm. G may come in. They may even still lose that game because they bring in Jimmy G late in the, late in the third. It might be too mm-hmm. late for a comeback. Jimmy right. G starts against Atlanta. Gets probably can get an easy win there. Easily, yeah. You know, and then puts up a decent showing against KC. Another right. decent showing. Not saying they're going to win, but another decent win. showing showing yeah. against the Rams. And that bye week, that's going to be the talk of that bye week. Yeah. Is it Trey Lance or is it Jimmy G moving forward? That's going to be what we're waiting to see. Uh, moving along, um, we talked about Denver quickly there. And their their quarterback, Russell Wilson, who's going to be there for his first year in with the Broncos, he just signed an ex- enormous extension with the Denver Broncos. I believe Ooh. it was a five-year extension totaling $245 million, which includes $165 million guaranteed. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, <laughs> making it rain. Son. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> Dude, this is the third highest guaranteed money in NFL history in the current contracts, only behind Deshaun Watson at 230 and Kyler Murray at 189 and a half. And he is what I think um Russell Wilson's now, I think, I think he's third, the second highest paid quarterback um for high, highest average salary, only behind Aaron Rodgers now. I mean, they're just they're just rolling out the truck for this dude. I mean, uh-huh. Russell Wilson, you got to remember, Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl winning quarterback, a two-time NFC Championship winning quarterback. So right. um, what's your thoughts on this deal? And what does it kind of say for the other QBs who are looking for that bag? I think it bodes well for other QBs looking for that bag. They don't have as much of a resume as Russell Wilson, but they have more years left to prove what they could be. So the upside is going to be paid out. Mm-hmm. Now, in reference to him getting this contract good for him, congratulations. Um, he's basically saying he wants to end his career there, yep, um, yep. which is what he wanted from uh, the Seattle that they didn't want to give to him. I've had some analysts talking about how, well, let Russ cook. Well, if you look back, they were allowing Russ to cook. They just didn't have the right offensive schemes. The players should do the kind of things he can do. The places on the field he wanted to attack as far as quarterback. So it wasn't going to be a success anyways. Um <sighs> He's got a defense, young, hungry defense, great offensive pieces, awesome offensive line, and gets to play with another Badger in Melvin Gordon. I, man. I think it's worth it. 
I think it's gonna be an interesting yeah. year. I think it's worth it. I, I don't know how successful he's gonna be because it's not. It ain't a lax. Uh, 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 what's it called? Schedule for for them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he gets to open the road uh, against his uh, his um, old team. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm just like, yeah, wow, I really do that for my Monday night, night right? Yeah, right. You know, yeah. but prime time. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, you know, hey, send a message, buddy. Send send yeah. a message, like go I out mean, there and put a put a nail in the coffin. Um, but then the season progresses, and like you're you, they're gonna have to be able to play. You know, this mm-hmm. the, after the after that they play the Texans. Okay, another cupcake game. Niners at home at the Raiders. Colts at home at the Chargers. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a West Coast. They got an East Coast trip where they go and play. They'll play the Jets at home. Then they got to go play the Jaguars and they got to play the Titans. This is a very winnable schedule for him. But something about Denver is, hey, they haven't been a team that has got over the hump over the last few years. Just been struggling to find good quarterback play. Yeah, and, I, right. I think well, I, they've been looking for a franchise QB ever since John oh, John or Peyton Manning, excuse me, you know? Right, exactly. After he walked out the door. Well, some would say uh, the Brockless monster, but we won't go there. Um, <laughs> you know, and is their staying power, is their completion power coming from uh, Russell Wilson? Because he hasn't shown that he can down the stretch give you those games that can lead you right off into the sunset, into the playoffs, and then shake some things up. Right, so he, right. there's a lot on him to come out here and stay healthy, stay alert, and make plays every single time he touches the field. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get into our divisional breakdown. Let's finish that up with the North. Um, and we I want to start off with the AFC North, and particularly in Baltimore. We just talked about quarterbacks getting money in Russell Wilson. Lamar Jackson is still looking out for his new deal. He's in the fifth year of his rookie deal. He still hasn't gotten his deal done yet. Is there is this deal going to get done? And where does he come in, Obed? Because because we see with the money Russ, we just talked about what Russ got. Okay, 165 mm-hmm. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Is Lamar gonna get more than Russ? I don't think he deserves more. Now, now you did say he's a young, you know, he has more years ahead of him. You'll be like, I'm glad you said that. But is he's this got guy an MVP worried? trophy? He got he's something gonna, that you know, he got yep, an MVP he's got trophy. A, he's got an MVP trophy. True, true. You know, and he's he's been banged up. He was hurt last year quite a bit. Yeah. But is this guy, is he going to get the Kyler Murray money? Is he going to get, you know, you know, things like that and leave, make him, you know, Deshaun Watson money, make him one of the highest paid QBs in the league? Yeah. So Sherman, I think he, uh, he has a chance at that. I mean, you know, obviously people go to places, they make that move from where they are to a place like Cleveland. They give you the most money. They have mm-hmm. the most traffic, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, I just think that the man has already got his MVP trophy. Uh, he's the fuel for that, uh, that offense. But, you know, honestly, I think what's working, hurting him right now and why this deal has not gotten done yet mm-hmm. is that uh, his mother is his agent. Um, she wants to make sure that he gets every time, ta- every dime, majority of the you know majority of the uh the contracts negotiation happens because of some of the same players that we hear about from the contracting world like drew rosenhouse who darren waller just fired his agent transitioned to drew Rosenhaus. the deal got done mm-hmm. right um and i don't know if they're playing hardball but for the sake of of and as much as we love our mothers i think it's time for uh lamar jackson to get a new agent get an agent in there just get the deal done get you some secured guaranteed money because the way he plays the game, mm-hmm. I cannot, exactly. I cannot from, from one, just a person to another person, you play this game and you don't have a guaranteed contract yet because you're holding out and stalling because your mother is holding controlling the contract. 
Mm. This is ridiculousness. It's, kind of, it's rough. It's rough. Get the get deal it. done and move on. And I think he's worth that money because I think he has actual uh, Super Bowl aspirations, whether he's got the arm talent for it or not. Um, mm. it, it, it doesn't help his cause that his uh, backup, uh, Tyler Huntley, went 29 of 32 for 238 yards and two touchdowns through the uh, pre- preseason. Yes, that is not a staggering line, but it's efficient. It's clean. It's crisp. Mm. It's it is controlled. You can work around it. You can play around it. Everybody gets a touch of the ball. Everybody's involved. When Lamar's out there, it's a funnel. Your running back one is Lamar. Your quarterback one is Lamar. Mm. Your wide receiver one or the best receiver on the field at the time is whoever Lamar is feeling at that time, right? right, right, right Usually right. the 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 uh, tight end. <sighs> It's tough. I wouldn't, I, I can understand why they haven't paid him. He needs to hurry up and take whatever contract he can get that secures him or he needs to sit down. Because God forbid he interest. gets hurt. Yeah. This He's going to be hard to negotiate if Tyler Huntley, if they have the game plan with Tyler Huntley, it's going to be night and day. You're going to see who loves who because absent a couple bad fourth down plays, you know, a couple pass interference. If some people saw, maybe they didn't. There were a couple spots there where Tyler Huntley, if he'd have pulled off that game-winning drive, mm-hmm. we'd be having a different conversation about, well, maybe they don't need to pay him because they know what they have. Right, right, right. I mean, also, too, with last year, they were banged up, like, beyond belief last year. They led right. the league in injuries last season in 2021. Right. What is your outlook for the Baltimore Ravens? Because I'm looking at their schedule, Obed, here. I mean, you got a pretty decent schedule to start the year with the Jets and the Dolphins and the Page. You know, pretty much play, playing the AFC East all all in a row, which is pretty rare right. to play one division in straight in straight games like that. Right. Jets, Miami, Patriots, and Bills. Right. Then you got a divisional matchup against Cincy. You got the Giants in there. Then it gets a little a little bit tougher, but um, and then the, kind of the back end kind of easier. So they've got a favorable schedule for sure. For sure. You know, um, so I'm I'm seeing at least 11, maybe even 12 wins for this team, right? That is where I would peg them at. Now, it depends on, you know, what this offense looks like, who comes out here, how well Lamar is throwing. People say he's throwing better. Some of the practice reports says he's got, having up and down days. Um, this team, historically, by a study done by Warren Sharp of Sharp Football Analysis, who's worked with the Ravens in the past and the uh, the Cowboys as well fantasy analyst uh he's charted that the baltimore ravens generally get some pretty decent uh schedules year in and year out they don't really have the hardest schedules in fact their schedules schedules have favorability for when they play people uh how much uh road time they spend versus how much time they spend playing their hard games at home okay so it's like it could almost always be you know, Super Bowl time in Baltimore if mm-hmm. all the pieces fall aligned. This right. is one of those years that they could roll off 11 wins and be in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of their wide receiver core. Um, right. I know they're relying heavily on, on Rashad Bateman to have a, a standout mm-hmm. year, to pick up the Marcus Robinson, um, you know. For whatever like their, that works. Yeah, I mean, I like their tight end, of course, Mark Andrews, one of the top tight ends in the, in the league. So it's really, and obviously J.K. Dobbins is coming off that. I think it was ACL tear, or was it a, ACL, MCL, PCL? I think oh, it was a, yeah. it was a full knee. Yeah, exactly yeah. from last year. Um, they're also waiting for Gus Edwards as well. There you go. You know they're coming off a lot. Have like I said, so many. You know, Marcus Peters is coming back from a torn ACL as well yeah. too. Yeah. Um. You but you have on defensively, you have Calais Campbell, Marlon Humphrey. Right. I like what the Pat Patrick Queen is is a standout linebacker. I like yeah. what they have on the defensive side of the ball. 
but I mean, offensively, it's going to, the offense is going to go through Lamar Jackson and he can't be the every down uh, answer. Right. That's just, he needs to stay upright. He needs to stay right. healthy. He needs to stay healthy. That's the yeah. thing. So yeah. I'm saying they could potentially win 12 games, but it can, I feel like they can win at least 10 for yeah. sure. Oh, for absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I think, I think I, sorry, but, but I think, I think they can pretty much almost sweep Pittsburgh because of the quarterback play that Pittsburgh has there and unsure sure. you know, Mason sure. Rudolph and Ke- sure. Kenny Pickett, you know, right. Um, I think they can pretty, they're going to easily win the first game against Cleveland because Deshaun Watson's not going to be there. Mm. The second, we'll see how they see how the second one turns out later in the year. See how Cleveland's doing. And I think they can possibly split one with Cincinnati winning, winning their home, winning the home one, you know, maybe right. Cincinnati wins the home one. So, right. you know, right there. And it can easily win, you know, at least, you know, and the NFC East matchups should be easy other than Buffalo, of course. And the um, AFC South matchups are as exactly. NFC South matchups as well. Like the Panthers, they're beating the Falcons. They're beating, they're beating Jacksonville. I'll give them Carolina as well. So I'll even give them Atlanta as well too. So, yeah, so you've got a, got a pretty favorable schedule there for the, for the Baltimore Ravens. So, but you know, but as regards to Lamar Jackson, I think he will get his money. Is it going to be that? I think it's going to be at least two hundred million guaranteed, at least. In fact, given his age, I know it's going to be more than Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson is also uh, what thirty three years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but the the young right. guys are getting paid, paid man. What exactly. did what did um uh, what did Josh Allen get? Uh one fifty something, I believe it was. Oh, you can talk about in just uh just guaranteed money in guaranteed money in guaranteed money yeah i think he got um, 150 Pretty he got 150 sure. guaranteed there, there, there you go um there you and go. you know so, that's what they gave to a guy who's been to a playoff game been to an afc championship game right mm-hmm. has never won an mvp right again watson will say 230 is the ceiling but i don't know if he has the upside of a lamar jackson i i, I, I I think Jackson gets at least 200 million guaranteed, dude. And this is just the way the market is right now, given what Russ just got. I think that's I think it's where he's gonna be at. I think it's where he's gonna yeah. be at. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I'll give him like I'm gonna say he's gonna get like I I think the number is gonna be like 240, 250. We'll see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um next up Cincinnati. Of course, they know we know they're coming off that AFC championship victory over KC and losing to LL in the Super Bowl. I predict they're gonna have a Super Bowl hangover. They're gonna come in hot. I mean, these are this wide receiver trio of Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins, and um, uh, what's it called? Tyler Boyd. They're talking about they're the best wide receiver trio in the league. I'm not sure if you agree with that or not, but they're talking a lot this offseason about they can be right back in it. I think Joe Burrow is that dude. Um, you know, he coming out of LSU, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, national championship winning quarterback, uh, had a perfect year. Everyone knew he was going to be a a, a great pro, pro athlete, uh, but – are they expected to be again in the in the Super Bowl? I don't I don't see them I don't see them doing it again. I think they are going to be riding that high and they're going to get it brought down real real fast, dude. What, what's your take on the Bengals outlook for this year? Um, I would have to agree with you. Um, or excuse me, disagree with you. I don't think that they're um they've got the big best trio. They disarguable. It's definitely arguable. Uh, I think that. You know, the uh, Buccaneers have a question to say there. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these two, if you look at the Bengals and the Bucks, their young stud guy in T. Higgins on the left side and Chris Godwin on the right side, both coming back from injuries. Higgins is not practicing. Higgins is not played in preseason. We don't know if he's going to be ready coming off shoulder surgery. Um, and But Chris Godwin is coming back, should look like himself closer to the end of the year. So I have to edge them. Um, 
in regards to what I think the Super Bowl hangover could look like, it could really could be bad. It really could be bad. There's actual pl- tape out now. So we're looking at we're looking at what you're seeing with your boy and how quickly you're just like, oh, screw it. I'm just going to chuck it to him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm And, you know, you can play off of that if you're a good defensive coordinator or a half-assed one. I don't know. I don't know the game, but I just feel like the more pl- uh, uh, what's called tape that's out there, the worse that looks for you being able to disguise the kind of things you want to do. There's more they can learn about you. Um, and we haven't seen a lot of Super Bowl losers come back and have strong seasons after the fact, right? right. So he would, he generally, he's looking at regression right now. He's currently underweight, had to have his appendix removed recently, took some time to get back on the practice field, mm-hmm. is going to be playing with, with stitches. You know, the last time that a player had an organ removed, was underweight and played with stitches, his name was Clyde Edwards Elaire, and people are saying he's not good enough to play in the league. I, you know, so at, this is this year coming up is the first full year that Elaire has had because the first season he was a rookie, was COVID. He didn't have a regular off season. This time he was injured and came in underweight off the hospital bed, didn't have a regular uh, off season. Now he's finally had a regular off season. Let's see what he looks like. Right. I have to expect regression from, uh, from the Bengals. Um, I think they can still challenge it. The, the North is theirs to lose. Yeah. You know, the yeah. North is theirs to lose. Uh, but I, I definitely have to say that maybe, you know, pump the brakes on them. Cause it could be, it, it might not be smooth sailing, uh, right. this season. Right. For sure. For sure. Um, how many wins are you thinking? Oh man, that's, I was just going to say, dude, um, you know, you've got, obviously you other than the divisional matchups, the AFC, you know, the AFC East there, you have got even Dallas in there, KC. I don't know, man. Um, oh, oh. I'm nine. Nine wins total. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'll say I say nine. So I'll say nine. Okay, so nine wins. We expect them to win nine nine games. It's gonna be rough for me to feel like. Remember earlier we talked about losing early versus losing late. Yeah. What if a team that has six wins, looking at the last four games of the season, has to play at the Buccaneers, at the Patriots? Bills at home, Ravens at home. In those four games, mm. I I just I don't see three wins from this team. Mm. I don't see three wins in, in this that, top, then, oh. in that no no in oh, that oh, four oh, game okay, stretch okay, okay. at the end of the season right to compare yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. losing Lavers or losing early. right 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 uh, and so you know they're gonna take a beating like they're gonna they you hope yeah, that they stack new, wins. Yeah. They stack wins and just kind of roll off. I think I they think, will get most, majority of the wins early on. Pittsburgh, the Jets, Dolphins, right, right. A- Atlanta, Carolina. You know, even that first one against Cleveland there too, right. for sure. You know, give them uh, a chance to like build up some steam before they maybe, go and play the Browns. Or see maybe the and the maybe Browns. the Titans one they couldn't pull out too. I think so. No, um, just because of the quarterback play. You know, I think Burrow is way ahead. Way ahead of Tannehill. One, um, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, yeah, eight. That's it's around maybe okay, eight ish, nine ish. You know, it's so it's, I, I have them at eight, and they haven't played the Chiefs yet. I would give the Chiefs that game. Mm-hmm. So then that's still eight. They go to play the Browns at home. Had, did they beat the Browns away? They do I, they sweep the Browns because this is going to be Deshaun Watson. Right, exactly. That's what I'll give them that first one so against Cleveland eight, for sure. You know, so we get to eight, and then you know, if you don't beat Deshaun, you're not flying into Tampa Bay to beat Tom in December. Right. Um, 
can you rebound and go play New England in Foxborough in December? Oh, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'll, I, I, that's the one because you're not, I don't think you're beating the Bills. I don't think you're beating the Steelers or the, uh, the, the uh, Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, that, so that, that would be nine. nine. It'd be yeah. nine. Right? Yeah. Yeah. There, you, so. there you go. Yeah. It's going to be a rough one. It's going to be for, for sure for the Bengals. Um, up next, the, uh, the aforementioned Cleveland Browns. I think we've talked about them quite a bit here. Obviously, the big uh, storyline of the offseason was Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson situation, of course. Um, you know, you know, what so he's out, he's out for 11, 11 games. He's already started his suspension. He's got to stay away from the facility, you know, or can't, yeah. can't have any contact with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be real, real rough for the Cleveland Browns, yeah. you know, um, looking at this schedule, man, I think they can beat obviously the New York Jets. I'm not even sure if they can beat the Atlanta Falcons. I'll probably give the edge to Marcus Mariota over Jacoby um, Brissett, um, even though Cleveland's defense is probably better. So, I, you know, I probably would pick Cleveland in that game because the Cleveland's defense is better than Atlanta's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a rough year for the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. I have them at maybe two wins going into November. Mm. Maybe two wins going into November. Um, and then I just don't see them if if – it could be, you, it could I think be a happy ending. It could the, be a happy ending. You get four, maybe five wins. Right. You know, and that's, and again, could there be upset special with Deshaun Watson out there? Does Deshaun Watson even want to look like Deshaun Watson? The man hasn't played football in two years. Right. Yeah, he was, he yeah. did because the Texans sat him out all of last season. Right. Well, so, right. Right. I mean, you still have got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt there. They, they picked up Amari Cooper from Dallas um you know david and joku select their their tight end miles garrett is a just monster looking like he lived in the gym this entire offseason you know even playing basketball so he does you know um so the defense defensively i think they'll still be good with denzel ward coming on as as a as a great corner um and and he's still got david clowney on on the other side of miles garrett um Defensively, I think they'll still be okay, but just offensively, how, what do they look like with with, with Jacoby uh, through the first eleven games is left to be seen. So, but yeah, four maybe five wins at most, right? Right. Um, and of course, last up in the NFC, excuse me, the AFC North is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They don't. I'm not sure what they're going to look like it's because because just because they're simply the uh, quarterback situation. Um, now they're going to be going with Mitchell Trubisky. I think as a starter, you still got you've got Mason Rudolph there as their backup. They picked up Kenny Pickett in the draft out of, out of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. I like Najee Harris, the running back. I'm still waiting to see what Chase Claypool can do. You know, um, I think there's going with Deontay Johnson as their number one receiver, but Chase Claypool's on the mm-hmm. other side of the ball there. I like Pratt Farmy with the tight end out of Penn State. Uh, still, and defensively, we talked. You talked about T.J. Watt before, even Devin Bush there, Minka Fitzpatrick. You mentioned earlier too. We were talking right. about Watt. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think Steelers will always be great defensively. But I'm wondering, can Mike Tomlin continue his streak of at least a- averaging five at, at a 500 average? You know, being at he hasn't had a losing year since being the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Does that continue for for them this year? Uh, I think it does. If there's one thing that I've I've kind of gotten at least more mindful of when I'm looking at the schedule is who you play when you play them, right? Like the the uh, Steelers have a lot of travel this year. 
I mean, a whole lot of travel this year, but you know, some of it is, is enough that you can make the trip without it being completely out of the zone, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be going to Ohio a couple of times, which is usually per usual, right? They, because of of their division, Um, you know, you're, uh, you're going to Indianapolis, not too bad. Atlanta, not too bad. Philly, not too bad. Right. Uh, And I just think that this is a very winnable schedule um that does have it's you know it could be it could they could take a shellacking man the, the Steelers could take a beating uh in uh in October when they go to play the Bills and then the Bucks and then the Dolphins and then the Eagles you mm-hmm. know? yeah um, that's, a, that's a rough run right there yeah and you know I don't know what the Saints are going to look like but they felt like they could trade their uh starting slot nickel um mr chance gardner chance gardner sauce gardner so not, no not that's, that's, no 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 this is the jets sorry, sorry yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah this sorry. is the corner for the uh the uh who now plays for the eagles um it's it's you know it could be some tough sledding for them for a team that we're like if they pride themselves on defense they're going to have an opportunity to prove how well they play it because you know you've got to play against tom brady then you got to play against mcdaniels a, a mcveigh disciple right then mm-hmm. uh you're going to the eagles who we were looking at fantasy football's QB one in Jalen hurts. Uh, you know, I think the saints have always had a strong defense. Um, and then you're, you're back into the thick of your, your, uh, division playing against the Bengals. Um, it could be, a, it could be a rough season. Yeah. You think you were talking about CJ Gardner Johnson there. Yes. CJ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's going to be a rough one for the Steelers though, for sure. Yeah. Do they get to the 500? I, I, I can see the makings of it, but I, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, this is a real hard schedule with, a sprinkling of if there's a schedule that you could do it on it's this one because you could go and just like every other week have a win or a loss right you're gonna mm-hmm. lose to the colts you're gonna it's win against the Falcons. you're gonna lose just, to the ravens you're gonna right, win right. against the panthers it's the fact of the unsurety of the quarterback situation in that pittsburgh yeah. locker room you know can mitch trubisky can he be that guy that once the bears traded up to grab you know you know, he sat out, he was behind Josh Allen last year in Buffalo. Um, you know, now he's, he's like, once again, a starter in Pittsburgh. Can he be that guy that, you know, everyone thought he possibly could be, you know, coming off that last senior year in college, but we'll see Com- how that completely happens. Completely not, completely not. I've never heard of somebody playing one uh, year of football at the quarterback position in checks notes, the university of North Carolina fabled quarterback program. Um <laughs> And think he's fin to come out here and be somebody's savior. I yeah, just exactly. bring out Kenny Pickett. Yep, yep. Um, let's let's get into the NFC North. Obed, starting out with the Chicago Bears. How much does Justin Fields progress in year two now for him? Um, I you know I've said it before. I've been high on Justin Fields for quite some time. If it's 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 excuse me. If it's of any note, the Bears would go three no this pro, this um, his preseason. But I don't expect the Bears to really do much. They're the Bears. They've got a new head coach. Um, they've got, you know, some decent pieces. They did lose Allen Robinson to the, to the Rams. That was a big loss for them. Um, but, you know, they're not that defensive powerhouse when they once were. I mean, you still have Roquan Smith, who's, who's on my, at the middle linebacker position. What's your take on the Bears? Um, you know, I mean, if there's a team that's done less to help their young quarterback get uh, ready for the season, it's certainly the Bears. Mm-hmm. I think they've taken a stance on, hey, if Justin is successful, good for him, but we are preparing our team for what it's going to look like in the future, whether he's here or not. 
Um, and, you know, I mean, they don't have a great offensive line. They don't have weapons to speak of. Right. That's the thing. There's no yeah. real weapons for Fields, to, right? I don't, think Darn- about- I don't think Darnell Moody's the number one receiver. I think he is going to be their number one he's receiver. Their but number he's, one receiver. He's not a typical number one wide receiver. Right. Um, right. you know, and then they bring in Nikhil Harry. He's injured. He's got Echomania St. Brown there, another big body guy who's not good. Byron Pringle, we know is not good. If you can't make it work with uh Pat Mahomes, you're probably not that good anymore or at mm. all. Um, so you know, uh, Velas Jones Jr., I, I don't know if they're expecting to get an older guy and think he's gonna be ready to play uh a la chris Wentz, winky um but you know this is this is we're debating a four win team here you know yeah yeah for sure we can we can even just keep it rolling um, right. yeah. next up let's discuss the detroit lions um and actually earlier obed i had our former guest joel out in tennessee he's our our, our resident detroit lions fan here on what's the word entertainment he had some interesting takes uh, on his lions team and their outlook for 2022 and even even in the nfc north let's take a quick listen to what he had to say yeah um i appreciate you asking the question you know i, I was taking a look at their schedule um this week and there's a path for them to win nine games. I don't think it's going to be enough to make the playoffs, but there is a path. Um, you know, I, I'll give you an example. I really believe that Detroit can be three and two after the first five games in the season. Um, and, wow. I, and I'll tell you where those wins potentially come from. They come from Washington. Mm-hmm. They come from Seattle. And they come from maybe a surprising source, but I think they're a really weak team and they don't really have it going on offensively this preseason. I think they, I think it comes from New England. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking you might say that I, I can see the Washington and Seattle games. I can see those. I'm not too sure about New England though. But please continue. No, I get it. But uh, you know, I, I really believe in the division. Um, we're likely to split with the Vikings. That's that's very typical in the NFC North, and specifically with that Vikings Lions rival. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really believe we can sweep the Chicago Bears this year. So even without beating Green Bay once, there mm-hmm. is a path to nine wins now realistically where do i see detroit ending up i see detroit winning six or seven games right um but I, but i think there's a legitimate path that if they're really playing great football and they are able to bypass the injury bug that they could possibly win nine games this year and really surprise some folks I had them about, I had them about six, you know, I would, you know, if you can say that we can set, if you want to set the over under at five and a half, you know, I could potentially see taking the over there. Um, you know, like you mentioned about Washington and Seattle, I think the, the Chicago games, you've got the jets on there as well too, who will be known the giants a, a dumpster fire. New, the giants, that's a different story because, you know, Saquon, he's coming back. He might he potentially, hopefully if he's healthy and Danny dimes is, you know, performing at a high level, which we kind of, they're, they're, that organization is hoping he does, you know, so I'm not too sure about that one. And you also have Jacksonville in there. Yeah. So, you know, you know what I mean? So I can definitely see them getting five, even potentially six wins. I'm not sure about nine though, but um, I will tell you this, Joel, this Lions team is getting, even getting me a little bit fired. I, I've been watching hard knocks. I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching hard <laughs> knocks, man. And your boy, Dan Campbell, uh, he he's uh he's a fireball for the same least. Yeah. Well, and you, you you asked at the beginning of the segment uh, how I feel about the future of the Lions. And I'm telling you, even without hard knocks and, and, and at the end of last season, I'm really excited. Listen, I, I've got a hot take here that I think is going to be maybe a little controversial, but I want to throw this out there. So um, I'm taking a look at um, the first season of a legendary coach 
and a legendary team that went through a rebuild. And I'm looking at season one of this coach's NFL career at this uh, particular um, uh, franchise at one in 15. Okay. One in 15. Okay. Now, Dan Campbell's first season in Detroit, he was 3-13-1. And, and I don't know if you watched many Lions games last year, but they were really close, and they were playing hard ball in at least three or four mm. of those that they could have easily won yeah. if they had that winner's mentality. Right, now, right. Do, you know who that, do, you, do you know who that franchise is that went 1-15 that I'm talking about? Do you have a guess yet? Ooh, a team that went one in 15 and you were saying are they a super bowl winning team after they are a super bowl winning team they are a they are considered a dynasty um i mean obviously the the biggest dynasty that comes to mind is the new england patriots yeah no um, we're, we're, we're not quite there so so let me let me uh take it a step further their second season under this head coach um they went seven and nine so again, 16 game season. We now have a 17 game season. Um, they a went NFC, seven and nine. NFC N or AFC? N NFC. NFC. Is it Seattle? It is not. So they went Ooh. seven and nine in their second season. Um, and, you know, I'll give you another hint. They really started building the team the same way the Lions are building this new team that they have. Okay. okay. They traded away their superstar in that first season for a mm. lot of draft picks, mm -hmm. just like the Lions did with Matthew Stafford for mm -hmm. a lot of draft picks. Now, right, the superstar right. they traded was a running back. Um, and um, But uh, the other thing that's that they have in, in very close um, similarities is offensive line. Now, it is a fact that the Lions have a top five offensive line, according to almost every football expert, that's that's out there take a look at pff i don't know if you're familiar with that mm -hmm. website mm -hmm. pro football focus man they have these grades the lions are rated the number three offensive line in football this year Interesting. and so what i this this team that i'm talking about they're also known for having a legendary offensive line mm -hmm. and my whole point is within four years they won a super bowl you have I'll give you one last guess and I'll let you know who it is. I was almost gonna say Washington, but I don't feel like it's them. Um, or maybe even Dallas. But no, man. There yeah. you go. You Dallas. The, 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 Dallas very, offensive line. Is offensive that? line. Offensive line. So Jimmy Johnson went one and fifteen in his first season in Dallas, traded away Herschel Walker. Mm -hmm. for a bunch of draft picks continued to build the team up went seven and nine his second season and that's when they started winning in season number three they okay. went 11 and five and then they won back-to-back -back super bowls in 92 and 93 and mm -hmm. they did it all on the back of that offensive line that ultimately just carried them through now the thing that was missing and i believe that's what's still missing in detroit the thing that was missing in dallas the first two seasons was that defense ultimately. Um, one of the things that you'll notice when you take a look at the statistics that I've been looking at is that um, it was when the defense and the offense both became great, obviously. So there's still mm -hmm. a lot of work to do here. But right. my ultimate point is, is I really see a path for Detroit to do something great um, in the next four three three to four years so it's interesting that you mentioned about the offensive offense and defense becoming great at the same time because 
That is not usually the case with the Detroit Lions. In the last 30 years, do you know how many times the offense has been ranked in the top 10? In the last 30 years, in last ranked 30, in the top 10? The, off, just off. Let's just talk about offense for a second. Probably five. It's actually six. There we go. Do you know how many times the, the defense has been ranked in the top 10 in the last 30 years? I would be surprised if it's more than two. It's one. Yeah. Okay. And those were not, and that, and that time, at that time, when they were that one time the defense was ranked in the top 10, the offense was ranked, I think, around the 20, 21 or 22. Okay. Right. So the Detroit Lions are notorious for not having great defenses. Okay. I mean, I believe their last Pro Bowler was uh, Darius Slay back in i want to say 2019 or 2000 that sounds about that sounds about right does that sound about right yeah that sounds about right okay um and i mean they don't have all pros the first team all pros many times as well either i think darius lee again was 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 one of those i mean I, you had you can go back further to endowment and sue um even uh calvin johnson you know and this is going back years well, I, know, I, I, just, I, just overall players, but I know what's my point I, was about the defense. Slade was in 17 and Dominicans was 15. This is not a team that breeds tremendous defensive players. And that's one of the biggest struggles, I think, for the Detroit Lions. They cannot get over that hump, you know, is because of their defense is, is, is very, very much at the bottom of the barrel. And in the last 30 years, they've made the playoffs only eight times and have yet to make it past the wild card, Joel. So, no, I understand. So what so tell me as an outsider, I mean, like I said, I know you're the, you're the resident uh, Detroit Lions fan here on What's the Word Entertainment. Tell me what do you see from this year's Lions team that gives you hope that they can turn this franchise around and potentially be a, you know, similar to the Dallas Cowboys reference that you made earlier? Yeah, well, I, it's two words. And it started last year when they hired Brad Holmes. And that's it. It's Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes, I believe, is one of the top executives in the NFL right now as a GM. I think he's a genius. I don't know if you know this, but he was responsible essentially for drafting all the Rams uh, that, you know, in the last, you know, six, seven years that ultimately have won a Super Bowl. Mm. Um, and, you know, he was the guy that had the guts to come in and trade their legendary quarterback and Matthew Stafford in mm. order to rebuild this team and get things going. And uh, so I, I, I know that uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson is, is, is going to be a great player. Mm -hmm. yep. And yep. I, I know they, they, they see it. They see it in him for sure. I, I can tell. And I, you know, I really think they're, they're going to build it the right way. They're going to build it in the trenches. Yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, it's, it's going to take some, quite some time to convince me and possibly a lot, quite a lot of other people, Joel, but I think Aiden Hutchinson can be that guy um, that they think that they thought Endomican Sue was going to be. Um, he, he had a somewhat decent you know, career, you know what I mean? But well, they're I, two different, they're two different players, two different positions. I mean, I, I, but, 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 but was I mean, as dominant as he could possibly be as a defensive line, tackle, the defensive tackle, the end, but you know, I mean, when coming out of college and Dom Kinsu was, they thought he was going to be the next coming since Reggie White. Okay. But a, but Aiden Hutchinson, you know, being his rookie year coming out of university of Michigan, there's a lot of potential because they see the size, the strength, as well as the speed with him, you know, can he be that dominant defensive force that, you know, they've been pretty much waiting on, you know, you know, for the well, past 30. Years. Let me tell you what differentiates Aiden Hutchinson from everybody else that Detroit has drafted on the defensive front in the last 20 years. Okay. And it's ultimately this, 
They've drafted a lot of guys that have plenty of talent, but I don't think they've drafted anybody like Aiden Hutchinson that has the heart and the drive and the passion to succeed and to be the best that they could possibly be. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, Aiden Hutchinson wants to win, and he doesn't just want to I win don't... games. He wants to win each individual battle each and every time and lay it out on the field. Mm -hmm. I've not seen anybody in Detroit yeah. on the defensive squad yeah. um, with the heart that he seems to have. I don't mind that take at all, but you can say that about so many guys that come into the league, you know, but do they have the measurables? Do they have that ability, those physical skills to take it to the next level? That's the thing. I think that potential is there for Aiden Hutchinson, but again, it's not just, it's not just one, it's just as one guy on the squad. You know what I mean? It's, it's, right. it's, it's overall, you know, no. um, I mean, your, your leading receiver going into the years, I'm on, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Is he a number one wide receiver in this league? You know, I mean, that's that's left to be seen. I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, obviously he was a rookie last year, so it's only his second year in the league. You know, um, he, he had a, he had a pretty decent rookie year with 90, 90 receptions for 912 yards and five touchdowns. Not a bad season for a rookie whatsoever. Well, I will give him that, you know, especially a fourth round pick, you know? Well, and if you'll take a look, the, the vast majority of those receptions, <laughs> And all of those yards and all of those touchdowns came in the last six games of the season. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you spread that out into a full-time job. <laughs> I, I do think Amon Ross St. Brown um, can be uh, a number one wide receiver, but don't forget um, in a, around the end of October, beginning of November, um, we're getting our first round draft pick this year, Jamison Williams. He's a barn burner. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you, you know, him and him and Amon Ross St. Brown um, on either side of each other is just going to cause a lot of chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know they're waiting to get Williams back. He's coming off to of leave that ACL um, from getting injured in that national, I think it was the national championship game for Alabama. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think he got injured in that one. So it's going to take some time. I believe he's going to be out. I think they placed him on the reserve non-football injury list, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So he's going to be out for a few games. But, uh, you know, looking at the Lions and then even looking at the overall NFC North, Joel, what your, is your kind of expectations, you know, for this year? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I really believe that the one team in the NFC North who has all the pieces put together has the best chance of actually winning this division is is ultimately Minnesota. Now I mentioned we, we would split with those guys. Um, but, uh, Minnesota is definitely a great team. They they've got a new head coach this year that I think is really going to open up that offense. And let's just not mince words. Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. Wow. And it's just a matter of, um, <laughs> opening up that offense and, and letting Kirk cousins get it to him. Wow. Okay. Let's get, I, I have to go back to the Justin Jefferson take here. I know people, I know many analysts and media members out there have ranked Justin Jefferson probably is, you know, in, in this, in this top tier rankings. And I'm not saying he's, he is nice. I like him a lot, but is he better than Cooper cup? Is he better than Devonte Adams? Is he better than Jamar chase? I'm not sure if I'm quite ready to put him there. I think he is top five, you know, but I don't think I'd put him as number one just yet. I mean, Cooper cup, Look at what he did last year, being offensive player of the year, winning in every statistical category possible for a wide receiver. And now Devontae Adams, he has been that one of the top two, three receivers in the league for years now. Obviously, it's different leaving the Packers, who are also in the NFC North, you know, going over to the Raiders. It's going to be a different thing. But I still think he has the physical abilities to be the top tier receiver 
it's it's kind of it's kind of funny though you know everyone's high on Jefferson just coming into this year again no knock on him at all I'm just not sure if he's quite he's he's quite there just as of yet I mean he had a ex, ex, extremely extremely excuse me good year last year and it's only his what his second year in the league he was fourth in receptions with 108 and second in yards and in, in over just over 1600 uh but I mean with Kirk Cousins I feel like there's always there's a lot of ups and downs with Kirk Cousins. You know, he's a he's an average quarterback as far as win percentage. You know, you know, he's an average quarterback uh, with, as it relates to win percentage. But who's coached him so far? Who's really allowed Kirk Cousins to sling it? I mean, you take a look at Kirk Cousins statistically, and statistically, he's one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league. I'm 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 not a Minnesota Vikings fan, believe me. But I'm going to tell <laughs> you right now, Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson is the best quarterback to wide receiver combo in the NFC North and they're at least one of the top three quarterback to wide receiver combos in the NFC this year in the NFC North I'll give you that because obviously because Wesley I just mentioned Devontae is, uh, Adams is no longer with Green Bay so yeah I can definitely see the NFC North um, you're saying in the overall NFL there's other within the top three Ooh, that's that's saying a lot well, you who, know. Who, who, who would you put above them I mean, uh, I still got to look at, I mean, I'm going to look at my Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. I'll look at Cincinnati with Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Um, I mean, man, you still look at look at Tampa Bay with Tom Brady has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I know he's coming off of injury. Um, and, you know, so he's got a weapons there. Go back to LA, which I said before, Cooper Cup and, and from, from your former boy, Matthew Stafford, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so I mean, and, and it's obviously, I would have said before Kansas City, but you know, Tyreek Hill is no longer there. Could have had Mahomes and Tyreek Hill there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying though. Yes, they are an elite combo for sure. And yeah, Minnesota struggled last year merely because of their defense. I mean, well, but, it, but it's not just that. I mean, again, I, I don't know how much. NFC North football you watch I watch quite a bit and I pay attention to to my rivals right and I'm going to tell you the Kirk Cousins problem in Minnesota was Mike Zimmer and um, hands down and I think with the the new coach the new staff I think you're going to see Kirk Cousins possibly throw for 5,000 yards this season. I think it's that's way for sure fire possibility, mainly because you have an extra game now, even even with last year. You remember that, too. I think more you're going to see more quarterbacks throw for five thousand yards for sure because of that one extra game. You know, um, I mean, yeah, he had a decent year, finished ninth in yards and ninth as, as well as passing touchdowns. And he only had seven interceptions, which is tied for third in the league last year. So he yeah. They they were let down because of their defense. And I believe Obed had said it on a past show that if it wasn't for the last two minutes, if it wasn't for their defense. I think for the first, I think they could probably, I think they could have started like twelve and zero if they had, if the defense had not given up any points for the last two minutes of the first twelve games, which is astonishing or something like that. I believe I have to go back to the tape and double check, but it was something to that nature where every game we you know came down. But yeah, looking at the NFC North, Joel. Um, I can clearly see Minnesota winning that division now uh, as a possible. I'm still not ready to quite give up on Aaron Rodgers just because he doesn't have Devontae Adams. I know they've got some younger wide receivers, and he's he was definitely upset for them not drafting a receiver. Quite, I think it was a week or two ago he was upset after, after at practice because you know the the guys weren't performing at a high level. You know, Aaron Rodgers has been known to be somewhat of a um, prima donna. 
Yeah, uh, if, if that's the word you want to use when he when his guys aren't performing, he wants the he he wants the best out of each and every guy. When you don't have a top tier player, he kind of takes it out on them. I get it, Aaron. Aaron, one of the top, one of the probably if not the most talented quarterback we've ever seen, just from an arm arm talent perspective in the in, in NFL history. He won't go down as the greatest because you know he just doesn't have the wins and the, and the titles. But talent wise, especially arm talent wise, he's one of the greatest we think we've ever seen, if not the greatest. But you know, you got guys like Alan Lazard and Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb as your number as your starting wide receivers. It's kind of hard to say he's going to have a Pro Bowl esque year. But it overall, but remember, it is still Aaron freaking Rodgers, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the success in Green Bay depends, I, I believe, on Alan Lazard. If if Green Bay is going to have um, a good season this year. Alan Lazard is going to have to step up and become Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver this year. Mm. And you think that can actually happen? I, I think it's possible. I think Lazard has the skill set. Mm-hmm. You know, the only question that I have ultimately is, you know, um, does he have the mindset? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it takes a it takes a it takes an alpha uh, to become the number one dog, and yeah. I'm just not sure that Alan Lazard has that alpha mentality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So it's for the NFC North. So you're saying you think Minnesota is going to win the NFC North. Yep. I think um, green Bay will come in behind them. I think they'll both make the playoffs. Okay. I think Detroit will, will come in third in the North. And I think Chicago is going to be um, uh, living in the basement. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I'll go with you there, Joel. Um, I can, I, it's going to be, a, for me, it's going to be a toss-up between Green Bay and Minnesota. I can potentially see Minnesota winning, but like I said, it's still Aaron Rodgers after all, and you can never discount him. You can't discount double-check Aaron Rodgers out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it. Okay, so Obed, so you heard what Joel just brought in here. He's high on his lines. He's, you know, he doesn't think, as he said, he doesn't think they're going to do uh, have a great you know year they're going to progress all of a sudden this year this 2022 season but he is high on their future for the Detroit Lions what is your take on what Joe uh, said about his team uh, in, in Detroit and what do you think they can actually do this year yeah thanks for that first off thanks to Joel we always appreciate having him on the show Cup brings the cutting bring brings some of the hottest takes ever let me tell you <laughs> Serving them high. um nine wins I you know what's crazy and I, I don't want to be the the uh Grand Torino get off my lawn but there is a chance here that this team could in some conceivability have wins have double digit wins I know it sounds crazy but the back half really? of their schedule is very very you know uh uh What's the term I want? I'm not going to say soft, but favorable, favorable between playing the Panthers, playing the Jets, playing the Jags, playing the Giants. You know, I, I I just feel like there's a chance there that they could pick up four or five wins where, yeah, they got a pretty decent opening schedule, but I could, I could see them giving the Seahawks a run. I could see them giving the uh, commanders a run. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I could see them doing something against the Dolphins and certainly uh, splitting at least with the Bears. If I, I feel like they should be able to beat the Bears twice. Um, you know, the the I, I will agree Just, with him. It does look like more like a six game schedule, six game wins that you can solidly say. Yeah, six wins. Yeah. 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 I mean, I like DeAndre Swift at the running back position. I'm not sure. Right. I, I think I, like I heard you heard me say it when I was speaking to Joel. I'm not sure about Amon Ross St. Brown. Right. Um, 
at quite just yet. And the defensive, as I said, as I said, if you heard it as well too, there, mm. uh, what the defensively, um, they have, they're historically have not had a great defense, one top 10 defense in the past 30 years. Right. You know, Darius slaving they're only all pro over the last like two, three years. Exactly. You know, it's just not a team that, you know, has anywhere. If they have great players, then they move on to other organizations, you know? Yeah. So I'm not ready to crown the Detroit lions as the, the up and coming team yeah. of the NFC North. Um, like you said before, you know, for, for maybe five or six wins, you know, they had some rough losses last year, right? Losing on the miraculous field goal you know, yeah. for to Baltimore, lost like three games at the like the last thirty seconds or something like that, something crazy right, like that, right? You right, know, right, right. So you know, but like I, I like I mentioned earlier with Joel, um, I'm watching Hard Knocks. I like the I like Dan Campbell. He's a fiery he's a fiery ownery guy. I like right. him. You know, he's getting the yeah. teams far fired up and believing. Right. But do they have the talent? It's left to be seen, right? Right, yeah. Not a lot of going on there on the front. All right, well, you know, I, we'll see. I'm on Ross St. Brown being the first rookie to get 10 targets or catches in like the last six games of the season. Hey, something something to be said there. Maybe there's smoke there, maybe there's fire. You know, they brought back DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, they drafted, who, you mm -hmm. know, obviously he just tore his ACL this past January. So he probably right. might not play this year unless late. But yeah. when he comes on, I think he gives them that true alpha dog wide receiver uh, that would help fill out that offense. Um, Jared Goff has shown us that he can be, we, we loved his pieces. You know, we love Cooper Cup when he was with them. We love Robert Woods when he was with them. We love Todd Gurley when he was with them, but we don't love Jared Goff. It's sometimes hard for me to understand that. Um, but, you know, again, like you said, no defense. You know, even when the, the the years that they had Deshaun Hand out there, still no defense, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, mm -hmm. once if they can figure that out, maybe they can make something happen uh, because they are putting together a very exciting group, uh, coordinated by a great co head coach who might be coach of the year if they do something. If they do something like nine wins, he'll certainly win coach of the year. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, going, no, yeah, going from three wins to possibly you know something, something like that for sure. That that's a yeah. better be a you'd be a candidate for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's keep it going. Oh, bed uh, up next. The Green Bay Packers, of course, led by that bad man and Aaron Rodgers. But he doesn't have his bad man wide receiver, Devontae Adams. He has gone to Las Vegas, as we've talked about a couple of times here. What does the app what does this offense look like in the aftermath of not having Deshaun, um Devontae Adams anymore? Because A-Rods are readily getting mad at his young receivers in practice because they're not performing well. And this is this is what Aaron Rodgers is. He's that kind of douchebaggy kind of yeah. guy, you know. I was going to say com complaining, why, baby? Yeah, um, you know what, what does this look? What does this offense look like? Um, it looks like Aaron Rodgers sitting on fifty million dollars of guaranteed money this year, complaining about everybody else not doing their job. Uh, when he should be focused on elevating people, you know, mm -hmm. Tom Brady played through a season where Aaron Dobson was his number two wide, his number three wide receiver, uh, or excuse me, number two behind Ken Brawl Tompkins, you know, like uh, this is the, he, he was expecting Julian Edelman to be there and he's on IR. Uh, Gronk is out as well. Right. And it's not mm -hmm. that Brady was saying, Hey, these kids suck. They need to play better. It's who, who we got to pay hot potato. Who's got hands for the hot potato. The best is there was a time when Tom Brady's favorite receiver was the open receiver. Right. That's something that Patrick Mahomes needs to learn. Your favorite mm -hmm. receiver is open receiver. It's no Tyreek out there anymore. Travis right. Kelsey's 33 years old. He might not right. be the guy that's wide open right now. Um, and so, you know, you can't play favorites, but we know that that's what Rodgers likes to do prone to zeroing in on his guy. You know, they're vacating all those touchdowns and some hundred 
plus 200 yard, uh, 200 targets that were going to Devontae Adams. He's going to have to make it work with Alan Lazard. Christian Watson is a rookie that they drafted who's coming uh, coming on slowly. Uh, he's a raw kid that needs as many reps as possible. They've got Romeo Dubs, who uh, Brady, uh, Brady uh, Rogers has spoken very highly of, um, but, you know, has talked about the inconsistency. Sammy Watkins right. there, can he stay healthy? You yeah. know, and Randall Cobb, the old reliable, so that, you know, Rogers has kind of a safety blanket for a rod. Right. Um, but, it, you know, people are expecting the game to go through the running backs now between Roger, uh, uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, which I, I could see, but, you know, does that make a 40 touchdown year for a quarterback? Does that make 5,000 yards through the air? Probably. Honestly, I don't even know if they get 10 wins. Let's just take it right there. I don't even know if they get 10 wins looking at this schedule, man. Um, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I don't think he's going to get 5,000 yards. I don't think he's might even get 40 touchdowns. He'll still going to be Aaron Rodgers-esque. He's not going to have the MVP caliber year, you know, coming off the MVP season, what, back-to-back years now. But I don't think he's even in the consideration just because without Devontae Adams, he doesn't not the same guy. Right. Um, but looking at the schedule, it's a rough one. Um, like I said, I got him in week two. I, I don't I don't even have him winning week one again in, in Minnesota. Um, to be honest with you, so yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, eight, not nine wins, man. Nine wins, it's a rough one. Um, maybe, maybe 10 just because of Aaron Rodgers' heroics. Um, but can I ask, do you see them being able to play share ball? Do you think Aaron can come out here and light it up across the field, or do you not have faith in his other pass catching options? He, he's going to have to because I don't think he believes in one guy like he believed like he had when Devontae Adams. He's going right. to have to share the ball. Alan Lazard may have fifty five catches. Sammy Watkins may have sixty catches. Randall Cobb may have forty five catches. You know what I mean? Right. Um, even Robert Tunyon may have. 37 to 45 catches you know exactly so they're definitely going to share share the rock as well too aaron jones not the captain passes out of the backfield um you know aj dylan might be that downhill that downhill that third down back in the goal and goal line situations um but you know it's it's when you historically i mean and i don't know what the the stats are when you take a a a pro bowl mvp quarterbacks number one weapon away from him what does he look like it's gonna be a different situation it's not gonna look the same and it's just a fact it's it's not you know but again he is aaron Rodgers, probably the most and arguably the most talented quarterback from an arm talent perspective we've ever seen in the nfl history um it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things like, all right, let's see what happens. Right. Pretty much. That's where I'm, Pretty that's much. where I'm at with yeah. it. You know, um, um, that's where I'm at with it, but yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Did you want to say something else? With it? No, I was going to say, I'm just ready to see the complaining. Cause that's all it's going to be. <laughs> it's, oh, well they weren't doing this. And they're like, well, you're sitting on $50 million. And the, the, the Tom Brady that I have always remembered would play with anybody. Mm-hmm. And win a Super Bowl. And he you and Tom, Brady, to Tom Brady took a pay cut places. for them to sign other players. You know, true. true. Hey, right? a difference, right? A difference. How, right. how do you really make a team? He's but. about winning, exactly. And last up in the NFC North is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, honestly, I think the Minnesota could possibly even win this division. Um, I think you brought up an interesting stat last year when we were talking about our teams that Minnesota could have started the year like what ten or eleven and zero or something like that mm-hmm. if the defense mm-hmm. didn't give up points in the last two minutes of each of those games. You know, yeah. Um, that's what that's one of the things they've been struggling on. The offense is there with Kirk Cousins, um, you know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. 
um, the offense can do some things, you know, yeah. and I, I wanted to ask you, do you think Justin Jefferson is in the top, what, two, three wide receivers in the league? I mean, Joel, I think Joel said he's the number one wide receiver in the league, or I think you heard that before. I did. I did. Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, you know, tats off to Joel. Um, he comes, <laughs> like I said, he comes with the hot, the hot plates. The yeah. hot plates. Um, I, uh, I do believe that Justin Jefferson is probably the one, a one B, uh, you know, potential understudy to the best wide receiver in the league, who is Devonte Adams. Uh, now he lacks the quarterback, I think, to be able to go after that crown. People will probably give it to uh, Cooper Cup, but as a model of consistency of what quarterbacking is, and even teaching guys like Sammy Watkins how to beat an opponent so that they can make a play to help win the Super Bowl, mm. that says a lot to me about the kind of character of that player. And so much so that Aaron Rodgers throws it without even looking to see who's over there. Right. right, um, right. I would say it's Devonte Adams. I would then say it is either Cooper cup or Justin Jefferson. Then I would say it was Stefan Diggs, then Jamar chase. Um, that is, you know, my, my ranking, but right, right, sure. talk about it there, but you know, it's hard for me to, to agree with Joel on his comment about uh, Kirk cousins and Justin Jefferson being one of the top, QB wide receiver receive duos. Yeah. You gotta first start with the quarterback. You have got to be one of the best quarterbacks in the game. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, we're talking about uh man, Aaron and whoever his number one is. If at the time it would have been Devontae Adams, maybe mm -hmm. Tom Brady and uh uh Chris Godwin. No, no, Mike you know, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I I think that you gotta you gotta some, say jo Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Joe, Stephon Joe Diggs Burrow, well. Jamar Chase, uh, uh Matthew Stafford and, and Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup are gonna yep. come in and sprinkle 10 for 200 to the to the white boy, like you know, just <laughs> be ready <laughs> to catch bombs, right? Like, so you know, I, I think Kirk is a solid quarterback, and you know. Kirk may just never have the opportunity to play with the kind of coaches that said, Hey, open it up. Right. Mm. The last time uh, Kirk was allowed to open it up, his offensive coordinator in Washington was Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell just gave us a season with McVay and the triple crown of Cooper cup, because the Cooper cup plays the role that is now going to be played by Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson gave us a soundbite saying, Hey, now I understand why Cooper cup was open all the time. I'm going to be playing that role for my new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. Um, They've had an issue with defense. You know, we talked about it was mm -hmm. like if they hey, had not given up a touchdown in the last two minutes of every game, they'd be undefeated up until like week eight, week nine, something like that. Um, and uh, it's it's hard for me to see them again. Another team like the the Detroit Lions don't have defense. I'll, I'll pass the uh, I can't remember the dude who used to wear the eye black. Um, but uh, no, there's there. I think that they could have a very good solid year, but man, sometimes I look at this and I'm like, I could see them only having seven wins, you know, like I could see them stumbling a bit. You know, I would say it's hard for me to just say, Hey, the Packers are about to go take this out. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think this is the kind of game that Aaron Rodgers usually comes out and gets a W in. Um, but if Kevin, o if they run this Kevin O'Connell and because the, the historic Vikings that we're used to seeing are conservative. Mike Zimmer conservative. Don't yeah, throw yeah, it downfield yeah. as much. What happens if they open it up and they start doing the kind of things that the Rams are doing? You could go bombs away against the Packers and the Packers. How are they going to respond? They don't have an Avante Adams to throw bombs to. They don't have an MVS to throw bombs to anymore. Um, so I, let's say one, uh, two, I'm not giving them the Eagles game. Uh, three, I'm giving them the Saints game. Four, I'm giving them the Bears game. Uh, the Dolphins have a better defense, but I'm going to give them that game, even though it's on the road. 
uh, well, you know what? Let's say they don't win that game. Upset. Then mm-hmm. you play the play the Cardinals. I think you can beat the Cardinals, but I know the Cardinals can beat you. Um, five or six. I think I, I gave them. Yeah, they lose that game. So I'd say five of the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're not. I don't think you can take it into the Bills. I don't think you can right. take it to Ralph Wilson. Um, I think they can Dallas. beat the Cowboys. I think depends on uh, what the Cowboys look like. Yeah, they lost. You know? They lost Tyron Smith and all that offensive line. Right. That's gonna hurt them there. You got, but you also got the Jets. And, you know, the Lions once again. This right. is a nine ten win team. I think okay. you know this is a nine ten win team because even got the Giants seven, later in the year. Eight. Nine. Okay, I could see nine, and then you pick up one of the other ones, maybe ten. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, this is nine ten right. win team. That's why I say, it. and I think that could be enough to win this division this year, given the fact that the Packers are not going to be the same. You know, yeah, you know, that's why I say that this this could be the year that Minnesota wins this this division. You know, Kirk Cousins may show out. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dalvin. I Cook, think Kirk could throw forty five touchdowns this year. Yeah, hopefully Dalvin Cook is uh, injury free now um so i think yeah i think i think this is a chance for the vikings to show what they're all about offensively you know just got to have a better uh defensive outing um i still like harrison smith there on the defensive side of the ball in that strong safety position um picking up uh, pat they got patrick peterson over there um back in the corner spot even though he's a little bit older zadarius smith is nice too the linebacker um you're you're smiling as i say pete as i say peterson is that right you know i i like the love this area zadarius smith I do love Darius Smith. I just think about him doing his, you know, celebration where he's like rubbing his stomach. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) um, it's it's, man. I this it. Your point about defenses, I think, is a thing that's going to keep driving home for me right now. That yeah, you know, if you can play enough defense in this division, you could probably run away with it because only right now the only team that we think it can go bombs away on you every all game long is probably the vikings right. they've got the the head coach to, to pull it off and they have the personnel to pull it off right right and none of the none of these four teams in the nfc north has have an outstanding stellar known as for stilling stellar defenses you know what i mean right. that's why right. i say so and yeah. like you said yeah but minnesota can possibly light it up with jefferson and Thielen there too so right we're right. gonna see how we're, we're gonna see how that turns out my friend um but folks i think that is gonna do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment so glad you for joining in uh we'll be back next week making our week one picks the nfl is just over just what less than a week away man i mean I'm, I'm excited for this season um fantasy is getting underway just about i'm drafting my team this this one for my league on sunday i'm excited um any other any other uh news or any other thing you want to leave out for the people before we head out of here obed drink water Get ready. The season's about to start. Mind your <laughs> mind your consumption, guys. Some of you are going to drink on Thursday night for college football, Friday night for college football, Saturday during the day for college football. <laughs> then you're going to get up and drink for uh, NFL football. And then if you have the late game, you're drinking all day mm. or you're drinking on Monday for your Monday night game. You might not be sober until next Wednesday. Okay, so just pace yourself, America. Right, right. Yeah, man. Um, happy, uh, happy. Have, everyone have a happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, enjoy some college football. Enjoy the weekend. Um, but thank you for joining in once again. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT for Obed. I am sure, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.